the people can't hear my beefer over the Rage Against the Machine or Miley Cyrus or whatever else they're doing. Welcome back to Privy. Privy is a podcast about bathrooms recorded in my home bathroom. I'm your host, Hunter Hoover, and I love bathrooms. Uh, Welcome back. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, I hope that as you closed out 2023, your your bathrooming and and other such things were um, a pleasant and enjoyable time. And I and I hope that as you ring in 2024, which is already kind of weird to think that we're I don't know for me, I think 2024 is weird. Uh, we got we got elections, we got leap years, we've got the olympics we got all sorts of fun so i got a new i got a new shower curtain um my wife has purchased and installed a new shower curtain so that's fun um i feel like new year's is a good time to put in a new shower curtain i was kind of against it i was informed that when when the shower curtain gets a little mold in the bottom it's time to swap her out now and i cannot stress there's hardly any there but uh, there was enough to where my my wife uh, went for it, and now we have a new shower curtain. It is very nice. I'm. It's kind of like a yellow sunflower daisy looking thing. Um, very much a bathroom used at some point by a woman, and also me. Um, but I wanted to at the top of this episode. Now that you've been welcomed, welcome. Uh, it's kind of like you're joining me here in the bathroom. If this is. If this is your first episode of Privy, my name's Hunter. As I said, I, I record a podcast about bathrooms, history, culture, etiquette, and sometimes stories from guests. Um, and I record all of those episodes inside usually my home bathroom, but sometimes we go on location to other people's home bathrooms or uh, recording studios away from my bathroom, bathrooms that are not here. And and what something I wanted to do is is this year in 2024 I I want to double down and I want to start focusing in on community and and so at the top of the episode right now it, in whatever podcatcher or whatever platform you're listening to this um I would encourage you uh and and I won't do this at the top of the show very often but go follow Privy on social medias we're we're gonna try to um really engage and and get in there. But the other thing I would encourage you to do right now is to to whether you're in um, the two easiest ways to do this are an Apple podcast or Spotify podcast. Um, you can also do it through the Podbean app. Uh, but leave us a rating and review. Go rate the show right now. Uh, the five star optioners are preferred. And and as a reminder, in in we started this last year, but we are going to be promoting this more this year in 2024. Is For every review, that is the stars that you click, um, for every for every review you leave, we will donate a dollar to the Wounded Warriors Project and Living Water International. Uh, And for every written review that you leave us, uh, usually on Apple Podcasts, is the way you can do that. Um, We'll bump that up to a couple bucks to each of those. So um, leave us some rating and reviews. The other thing I want to encourage you is go ahead and share the show. There's a little bit of apprehension. It's like, oh, do I want everybody to know that I listen to this guy talk about bathrooms while he sits in his bathroom? It's a little weird, but I assure you it's not that weird. Like I've got a computer and a polar seltzer yet to be cracked. Stay tuned. And, and you know, and it's it's just a regular bathroom. There's nothing weird going on. Uh, yeah, it's just got a podcast that's made in it. It's fine. It's all good. And so those are some things that we're doing this new year. 
Go do those. At the top of the show, I wanted to put that out there as a reminder that this year uh, we're we're going to we're gonna we're gonna try some new things. Happy New Year, and I, and I hope again that that your 2024 is going to be filled with the same Yuletide and sometimes bathroom cheer uh, that 2023 was. As is noted, uh, I kind of sort of did this at the top of the show, but one of the things that people so often do this time year is they make resolutions. Sometimes the resolutions are to read more books or take up a project or being more assertive. Um, for whatever reason, and, and, and it's probably just because it's that I have to flip over a new calendar and so now is time to start something new. But people track the new year as a time to endeavor into and try new things. There is a bit of resolution rush. <laughs> and these New Year's resolutions results in just kind of a sudden countless and my the way that I take this in is is through the gym. Uh, there is like countless new people at the gym that never once ever have been seen there before. Like when you go to the gym, you always got your regulars. Like you got the same people that you see there, especially if you are are a habitual gym user as I am. Like if you go around the same time of day, you tend to see the same people who also go around the same time of day. And so you get to you get to not know because most everyone just sticks their headphones in and goes for it. But you you at least recognize people who are at the gym around the same time you are. And this time of year, there are these resolution rushers that are popping up. I cannot stress. I am not dogging on people trying to to get fit or to be healthy or get in shape. I'm not dogging on that. Like God knows that's part of why I'm going. And I'm not dogging on people trying to get off on the right foot. It's a noble endeavor and it's good. Uh, the problem is, and statistically speaking, the problem is this. 12% of all gym memberships are started in January. Uh, that's, you go, that's, that's data. Um, and almost 80% of those memberships that are started in January are canceled by May. Now, it should also be noted that only about 10% of the gym memberships that are new and starting in January are used regularly past the month of April and May. What this means is gyms are banking on that 10% demographic who don't cancel their membership and don't continue to use their facilities and are just continuing to pay them and not show up. The gym loves them. It's kind of like Netflix. Um, and not just Netflix. Every you no, know, let's pick on Max because I'm still like half angry at Max any day of the week. Um, but it's kind of like these these streaming services. They they offer you, oh, we'll give you three months for $2.99. What a good deal. And then and then you sign up for it, and then nobody can possibly remember three months ago. Like it's not possible. I, I cannot tell you what I was doing three months ago. Um but and then the three months go by, and then you and then you look at your credit card, and you're like, oh, dang it, 
they charged me fifteen ninety nine for that. I I forgot to cancel it. Uh oh, and then you watch them. And you're like, ah, I don't need to cancel it. And then a few more months go by, and you fall out of habit of watching those services, and then you you get your next bill, and you're like, oh, dang it, I did it again. I forgot to cancel it. And then they, they bank on you doing that. As we endeavor into the world of resolutions and fitness and those type things, I want to say a couple things. Number one, Privy is not a fitness podcast. If you have taken one look at me, you're going to be like, yeah, that's fair. Um, number two, Privy is not a motivational podcast. Now, I could motivate you to tell your bathroom stories, and I would love to do that. And if you have them, hit me up, privycast at gmail.com. But it's not a motivation podcast. We're here to tell the truth about going to the bathroom, dang it. And if, and if, and if the honest truth about bathrooming motivates you, then maybe this is a motivation podcast. But that's not why Privy exists. We are a podcast about bathrooms. And so today we need to talk about some, some unfortunate things that can happen to us when we are at the gym. Whether you're a longtime gym goer or a resolution rusher, here at Privy, we want to make you aware of things as you approach the gym that are going to be specific to the bathroom. The first thing is something called runner's trot. Now, I had never heard of this. Also also known as as the you know, the layman's term runner's diarrhea. That one really paints a bigger picture. Um like diarrhea is already running. So like if you man, if you need either of those if you need either of the words runner or diarrhea explained to you, you're you need to just chill the heck out because you're, you're listening to the wrong show. But I want you to picture this. You're running. And if you're like me, the, just even the pure thought of running is just you hate it. Not because I'm fat, I am. But because my ankle like cannot deal with running at this time. I, I'm, I'm recently enrolled in some physical therapy. It's whatever. It's at-home stuff. And we'll see. But maybe maybe you're running and it's outside and it's long distance or maybe it's on a treadmill. You know, the treadmill run. Or, or maybe you're running from something or someone or maybe to someone. I don't know. But you know what makes running worse? You know, running is already bad. You know, you got your flapjack sweats, your flapjacks are flapping in the wind. But you know what makes running worse every single time that you could ever do it is having diarrhea while you try to do that. Diarrhea is already not great, but runner's diarrhea apparently is, is fairly common, so common that they named it runner's trot. You trot it out. <laughs> Depending on which study you cite, which there is plenty of them, you can link in the de description ding-dong thing below to our data. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but if you're ever like, where the, where the flipping heck is Hunter getting his facts? There's, there's sources in the description. Uh, they're down there. Like I cite my sources. I know what I'm doing. I ain't no plagiarizing nothing. I'm citing my sources. But yeah, there's reported that anywhere between 65 and 90% of people who regularly run mid to long distances report of having loose stool or diarrhea occurring during or shortly after they conclude their running. Now, 
I have to make a note here. Diarrhea shortly after you conclude your workout, that's great. That's totally fine. Your your body is in your body is in cool down. It's time to void. And you let spray diarrhea lake. That's that's the time for diarrhea. When is not the time for diarrhea or loose stool is mid activity. That's when we get into danger no no territory zone. It sounds like their legs ain't the only things running. You know, the crap's running down their legs. <laughs> I missed a joke in there somewhere, but you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And that begs the question, why? So this is common. This, this thing called runner's trot, runner's diarrhea, is common enough to where we've named it, and they've done studies on it. And once you name it and do studies on it, you might as well call it a phenomenon. But why do runners get the trot? Like, why are we trotting one out so often? And there's a number of posited theories as to why people who run have diarrhea. I'm going to start asking people. If people tell me they're runners, I'm going to begin, or, oh, I went for a run. I went for a jog. I'm going to start asking them, hey, did you crap your pants? Did you get diarrhea? Do you have diarrhea currently? <laughs> but there are a number of theories as there are with most things that happen into and onto our bodies, um, it's usually a combination of things. One, uh, the first theory on on runner's diarrhea or runner's trot is, is that it is your body's response to slight amounts of internal inflammation in your gut and in your digestive system caused by the jostling, the like... You're, uh, think of it like this. Think of it like this. Your intestines. Have you ever washed a pair of slippers? Like, you know, you 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 slide you you slide your loafers on your feet and you step outside and it's Oregon. It's flipping raining all the time. It's never not. I feel like it's never not raining. And you slip your loafer on your foot and it's soft bottom loafer. Like we ain't talking no hard bottom loafer here. And you step outside and you just right in the mud. Like you just you just set you just sog your loafer. And and now loafer fully sogged, you're like, well, I gotta wash it. You toss it in the washing machine. You 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 don't really need much soap for a loafer. Like, it's fine. But you put just enough in. You just gotta get it going. You know, you gotta you gotta freshen up. And you hit the start, and the sound that the washing machine makes, it sounds like you're washing a freaking alligator. It's like <laughs> Like it wakes everybody up in your house and the next house over. That loafer inside your washing machine is your intestines when you are running. At least that's this theory. Um, as your body like jostles around, your flapjacks are swinging everywhere. Um, this jostles the innards of your body, especially when you run for long distances. This can also cause gas, um, or as Larry the Cable Guy, runner, like call the, the walking farts, in this case, the running farts. And, and in the worst cases of this jostling, again, loafer in, your, in the washing machine, um, there can be blood in your stools. Now, now I, want, I want everyone to be healthy. And, and I'm not saying fit because I ain't, but healthy. Healthy is a good goal. Healthy is just fat kid code word for like trying to not be. 
enjoy fitness and feeling good after workout. Like that's fine. But if you're running so long and so hard that you're crapping blood, you need to chill. Like you need to take a pill and chill it out. There also seems to be some connection between the intensity of the workout and the degree to which you could potentially chaz yourself royal. Um, the harder the the harder you work, the harder you squirt. That's what you need to know. And this brings us to a brief installment of Hunter's anecdotes to keep you afloat. This Hunter's anecdotes to keep you afloat is called basketball. When I was in school, a lad, we lad, um, unsogged loafers as of most. I did wear I did wear the moccasin loafer a lot in high school now that I'm thinking about it. It was a bold move. The orange vanilla polar seltzer has returned. And and with it, I feel like I have returned home. I have made it back. But when I was in high school, uh, in Montana, the the frosty forbidden somewhat north, uh I had a number of homies, uh, and, and many of many of these guys really truly became like brothers to me. Um, and one of these one of these guys, uh, his name was Josh. And uh, shout out Josh if you're listening, love you, dude. Uh, but, but when I was in high school, uh, Josh played on the basketball team. Now, uh, I was not on the basketball team because I was not in shape. Uh, and I, I was on the band, a pep band, and the pep band traveled to the sports games to help root on the team. Josh also played trumpet with me in the band, band kids. But Josh was, he, Josh was, and I, I unless something has drastically changed, I don't, you know, hope not, um, was a pretty big guy. And he had an appetite. Like, for instance, one time we went to Denny's and he he maxed out the all-you-can-eat pancakes. And what I mean by that is my dude, and, and it wasn't like he was, like, we were there for a significant amount of time. But, like, over the course of the hour or so that we were there, he had eaten so many pancakes that Denny said, yeah, we will not bring you anymore. And I'm sitting here going, is it really all you can eat at that point? Like, and it wasn't like he had eaten an astronomical amount. Like, I'm talking in the ballpark of 10 to 15 pancakes was when they cut him off. And it's like, it's a lot of pancakes, but like, it's not unreasonable. Like, like on a good day, I could easily clean up eight pancakes now without any preparation. I guarantee you. Um, but anyway, he, he had an appetite and Josh had an away game and, and had traveled, but he had not packed snacks or maybe had gotten into, I don't know, but, or maybe the snacks were not sufficient. Um, but in his bag were a bunch of granola bars. Now, a typical granola bar probably has like what, 150, 200 calories, so to a growing man who's getting ready to play a full basketball game, it's within reason that Josh polished off between six and ten of these granola bars. No problem. Now, at the game, I'm sitting in the pep band, and we've, you know, we've done the thing. And, and I'm watching my friends and the other school and, and like play, and I'm cheering on the team. 
and, and I kind of get, I see this like worried look come across Josh's face. And I'm like, oh, what's going on with him? Um, and all of a sudden, coach calls timeout and Josh runs off the court and he's gone. Like he's split. And he was gone for a bit. And to my remembrance, they had to send in a sub for him. Uh, but about 10 to 15 minutes later, he came back out and play resumed. And, and he continued playing. Thus, building the mystery in, in all of our minds as to what where he had gone. Now, this is a podcast about bathrooms. So there, there's no mystery as to where he went. He went to the little, he went to the little adventurer's room, the little little basketball player's room. But Josh had diarrhea. And this was somewhat a combination of yes, he was exercising and running and, and a lot of that. And I'm sure that played a big role. But Come to find out, the granola bars that Josh had recently snoshed on shortly before his game were Fiber One bars. Like, effectively, Josh had consumed an entire box of, of Fiber One granola bars and then attempted to play high school basketball. The end result being exactly what you expect. Now, to my recollection, our away colors were black, which was fortunate, just in case. I'm proud to say he didn't shaz the shorts, um, but... Black away shorts, probably would have been fine if he had. Josh, love you, dude. Thank you for the memories. This has been Hunter's Anecdotes to keep you afloat. Another phenomenon that often accompanies runner's diarrhea is heartburn caused by the acid from the stomach reaching the esophagus i don't know if you've ever seen the word esophagus written but it looks like esophagus like it's just it, it just looks like a stupid word it kind of makes me mad the way it's spelled um probably latin for some nonsense but in fitness usually it's it's due to the relaxed muscles in this area during exercise and this can be compounded by eating too close to a workout like you eat too much, cl too close to a workout, and then you you get the uh, you got that going on. Another culprit as to the cause of runner's diarrhea and other gastrointestinal symptoms is is a change in blood flow. Now, when you are exercising, your blood's pumping, and, and it is your body's way of trying to get blood to the muscles being used, and sometimes the body will will reduce blood flow to the intestines. And this can cause abdominal pain and diarrhea, especially after a severely strenuous workout. Um, but the biggest culprit of all, really, probably, in all of this, is dehydration. Now, shout out. Here we go. I got that orange vanilla polar cells for keeping me hydrated during this record. It's just the best. It's the best seltzer. Polar seltzer, you know, this is technically free advertisement. You, you didn't give me nothing. But by gum, your your seltzers are delicious. And your polar your polar orange vanilla seltzer is my absolute favorite. Um, it's, it's absolutely delightful. But if you're a gym goer, or if you are new to the gym endeavors, or if you are a human being alive on planet Earth, 
I'm going to give you a privy, I don't need to be a doctor, certified stamp of approval recommendation. You have got to drink more water. I was a janitor for years. Actually, over 10 years. And I wiped up and walked in on unflushed amounts of urine in my life so many times. And, and, and I promise you, rarely, rarely was that urine colored in a way that suggested to me, yeah, you know what? I think that person's doing pretty good in the in the hydration front. You got to stay hydrated. You got you to gotta water yourself. Think of yourself like a big plant that poops. Um, you got to add water. You just got to do it. Um, and, and, but a huge culprit in runner's diarrhea and crapping yourself at the gym is, is you get dehydrated. Like you can get tummy problems and diarrhea from working out if you are dehydrated. Stay hydrated. Keep the liquid in your system and out of your pants. It's just good advice. Oh, I'll put the liquid in my system. You know what I'm saying? Polar Seltzer's putting it in me right now. Runner's diarrhea is common enough, it would seem, to warrant Business Insider writing an article about it. This is Who in the News? This article um, from Business Insider, while not solely about runner's trot, does feature a number of tales of runner's trot. Um, but it was published in November two, 2023, um, just, just two months ago. Um, and it covers a number of stories about, about strange things and strange instances people have had while they are running or participating in marathons. And not all of these have to do with bathrooming and diarrhea and that stuff. But, but the first story covered in the article is about a marathon runner named Tamara or Tamara uh, Torlaxen, Torlaxen. And this runner crapped her pants halfway through her marathon in California in 2018. Now, she halfway through voids, voids the system straight into her pants, uh, and then finishes the race. Now, that is an endeavor, uh, because poop has a way of being like slightly acidic. And golly, could you imagine the chafing? Oh, sweet Jesus. There's got to be crap where you don't want it. Like, it it doesn't stay. When you're running, it doesn't stay. So, like, she liquid shazzes herself and then finishes the race. And then as her friends come up to congratulate her, she's like, I pooped my pants. And she goes and cleans up in a porta potty Porta pot shout out to Port-a-Potties. Doing, doing the Lord's work. Offering a space for people to clean up their runner's shaz. Thank you, porta potties as you do. Business Insider's article also states that 62% of athletes take a poo break during their marathon. That's a lot. Um, This becomes so common, like going to the bathroom in a porta potty during your race is so common that in 2014, a Philly racer stopped to poop nine times in one race, sprinting, he said, from one porta potty to the next until they cross the finish line. Now, here is the absolutely bananas foster, upside down, wild part of all this. So my dude's running. He's running a 26-mile race. That's a long way. Um, 
I'm pretty sure I've never run cumulatively 26 miles in my adult life. I'm pretty confident on that. Uh, But he he ran 26 miles and used the bathroom nine times in 26 miles. That's once every three miles if you do the math. Um, And he still ran that 26-mile race in three hours and 38 minutes. Now, I don't know if that's a terribly great time, but I'll tell you this for free. It's faster than I could have got it done. This racer's name is Keen or Kean or Kean. Um, that that same racer later in, in, in almost ten years later at the World's Marathon in in twenty twenty two, um, shared that there was food poisoning issues and that a whole bunch of runners had that to compound their runners shaz that they were already dealing with. Like, isn't that, wouldn't that just be the wouldn't that just be the rice? You know what I'm saying? You just you're trying to work out. You're trying to better yourself. You're trying to run. Michael Scott's run, Michael Scott's fun run race for the cure. You know what I'm saying? And you're just trying to do that. And then you also are faced with the trouble of like, well, if I begin to run, I might diarrhea myself first class. And then also they give you food poisoning. Like, just stop. There was food poisoning issues, had it coming from both ends. Um, but, and then the other articles have nothing to do with the bathroom, but I, I share this poo in the news with you to, to just demonstrate that this is a thing. People crap themselves during exercise. The article also cites a 1992 study wherein much of the data about runner's shaz has been derived from. This has been poo in the news. Interestingly, although it can cause you to shaz yourself, scientists have also found that exercising can help your gut health by helping you pass waste almost twice as fast as if you remained sedentary. It's because all that exercise gets the heat, gets the blood flowing, gets the juices flowing, gets everything. In in the new year, my hope for you is that you stick to your gym routine because one reason is an increase in digestive enzymes and hormones. It's going to stick to the gym if only for the knowledge that it's going to help you poop. It's going to increase your poop map data. Poop map. Download it. Get it. Follow me on there. I'll get that thing out there. And another reason that we release bowels post-workout is tied to this idea of fight or flight in, in, in humans. Now, normally when we are needing to run and needing to exert that much energy, it is because some there's some sort of stress. But when we put ourselves through that for the purpose of fitness, our bodies then have to go, well, man, we have to release all this whatever. And they, they do that as a response to that fight or flight. Now, there's another factor in the gym that can cause people a significant amount of trouble. To introduce this, I need to introduce you to a demographic of gym goer 
that I like to call Muscle Brian. Now, Muscle Brian, if you if you don't if you've never seen this person, um, they're the dudes that walk and their thumbs are like faced backwards towards themselves because they God forbid they skip chest day, but you know they haven't done legs in like six months. Like it looks like chicken legs walking around because they've skipped leg day. But these muscle Brian's and other that's a joke. If you're a muscle Brian, you're listening. I offended you. Get over it. Um, there's there's too much crap going on in this world to be un- offended by stupid stuff. So get over it. But prior to a workout, many many people can be found drinking something called pre-workout. Now, pre-workout is essentially like very special Gatorade, often containing a mix of vitamins, caffeine, and other minerals. Now. The problem is many of these minerals and supplements are diuretics and can cause bathrooming in their own right. Like even if you took them separate from exercise, like if you just took a vitamin and it just had it and you didn't exercise, it could make you poop on their own. These include caffeine, which is in in a normal serving of pre-workout, it is estimated that there is more than the same amount of caffeine as a large cup of coffee. That's insane. Um, vitamin C, vitamin B12 stimulates muscle contraction. That includes your digestive system muscles. Magnesium, which draws water to the digestive system, essentially making it a laxative. We talked about that on our episodes about laxatives and osmotics. Go check it out. Uh, and yohimbine. I don't know if that's right. That's like one of those like weird white mom essential oil things where sometimes it's like, have you ever had turmeric? I, I don't didn't know I didn't know I needed turmeric. I thought turmeric was something I put on chicken. Like also I thought it was turmeric. Like I I don't know nothing about any of it. But Yohimbine is essentially this compound that apparently is supposed to help you burn fat. Now, I I don't know. I don't know. But essentially, you have these dudes and and some ladies. There's ladies out there doing this. Mixing up a halfway laxative and then just just straining one out at the bar. You know, just trying to like grunt one out. And, and, And there's no worked muscle Brian and Dave there's no wonder that they feel like they're going to have a blowout mid-lift. Like, what do you expect? Do you know what I'm saying? It should also be noted uh, that most people, when they approach pre-workout, go for a full scoop. But really, pre-workout is a thing where you need to discover how much you need. If you go full scoop and you almost poop your pants, you should probably go less next time. If you're if you're looking to get on some anti-diarrhea pre-workout, you should pick up some without all the stimulants in it. Another thing that people like to mix up before a workout that can cause some trouble is protein. Uh, as you lift, your body breaks down protein to build muscle. Yeah, that's how it works. I'm not a scientist, and I don't know. I know that pro- I know that chicken is protein. Um, so you push bar and then you eat chicken, and then you get stronger. Um, That's how it works. But 
protein can also plug you up. Like it can it can do you a foul in in the back door. Uh, and the biggest thing with protein is you need to make sure that you get enough fiber. You got to have your fiber buddies. Fiber buddies, you're the ones. You make taking a big dump fun. Fiber buddies, I'm awfully fond of you. Because you help me poo. Fiber buddies, you're the best. You make me take in as big shiz best. Fiber buddies, I'm voiding my poo. Just cause you. Anyway, you fiber buddies, you gotta have them. It helps work the protein through. That's what you need to know. You gotta stay hydrated. In this new year, if your resolutions or goals or whatever you want to call them, aspirations, I don't care, involve hitting the gym. Beware of the bathroom toll it could take. And when you're pushing, grunting one out on the bar, running one out on the treadmill, be mindful of your your tummy. Like if you're in a gym, you got a bathroom nearby. It's the long run where you're not near a bathroom. That could create a, a problem. And as I, as I close the episode today, I want to share a gym-related theory with you. I've, I have, and my, it's actually not, it's not really, it's a theory, but it's more of something that I have begun to do at the gym. And, and I would welcome all to, to take on this endeavor. And that is, I have just kind of begun farting in the gym. And, and, and I've been doing this for a month or so now, and I'm convinced that no one is going to catch on. And here's what I mean by this. Most people at the gym, the primary way that a person's going to know that you have farted is they're going to hear it. Now, at the gym, I would say 90% of people have headphones or head earphones. They have some sort of music something pumping into their skull. Uh, The people can't hear my beefer over the Rage Against the Machine or Miley Cyrus or whatever else they're doing. And so you're you're out of the woods. The second thing is that the second main way that people are going to come to the suspicion that you have farted, and I say secondary because like noise, it's kind of hard to, like if you hear it, like here we are. But the smell is the second way. Now, the... This is not a problem for for three reasons. Number one, if you smelt it, you dealt it, brother. Like, I can rip the fattest Charles Nelson Riley anybody has heard. But if I if I play it cool, it didn't happen, dude. Like, it just did not happen. Now, this is the stink is also not a problem because there are, as far as I can tell, kind of three demographics of people at the gym. Number one, there are those who I like to call smell neutral. They don't have, like, they just, they might have a little bit of funk, but unless you get right up on them, you ain't going to smell it. Like, and, and I, I think most people live in that space. And, and for those people, I don't, I, I think that's going to be your biggest worry on the stink factor, but I don't think you have to worry about it too much. I really don't. 
The second factor is the people who reek. Like the armpit is rando. And and you don't have to worry about it because their 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 body sitch is is gonna overpower your butt juice. Like it's it's just gonna overdo it. And the third, and this is actually worse in my opinion, not all the time, but many times this one's actually worse, are the ones who are are usually women. I'm going to say usually women. Now, it's always women when I have observed this, but I'm willing to be wrong on that. But it's women who wear way too much perfume to the gym to cover up the smell of their sweat and desperation. Like... Just smell a little bit. It's fine. You're working out. Like when a woman, gah, when a, when a lady comes into the gym and they have enough perfume on that it is noticeable just as they walk around, all I think it is is you are hiding something. Like you are deceiving everybody and it is your rank that you are hiding. Just like own your stank. Do you, yes. Just let it ride. Enjoy the gym. Stay hydrated this year, folks. This brings us to the end of another episode of Privy. In the new year, uh, I would encourage you, share the show. Right now, hit that share button. Send it out. uh, Text it to a friend. Email it to somebody. Tell somebody in person. Say, hey, I listen to this thing. Word of mouth builds things. Hit the share. Tell a friend. Post it. I don't care. I would love to see that. And I, I will shout you out. And I'll even say some nonsense for I'll say some goofies. Rate and review. Told you that at the front of the show. I'll leave that here. Just a reminder. Uh, we're, we're supporting the Wounded Warrior Project and, and Living Water International. Go check them out. Uh, you can email us. Send us episode ideas feedback if you want to be on the show if you've got a if you got a bathroom story to tell we'd love to have you privycast at gmail.com you can follow us on social media at privycast you can follow me i'm out at outlet seven my name's hunter hoover this has been another episode of privy thank you for listening own your stank keep pooping in the free world and now as always don't forget to flush (laughs) 